with the drums. Your mama was a movie queen, and she was one of the best. This might seem strange. Hello, welcome to Prince Bright Bright Track. I'm your host, Dan. Today, we're going to be talking about Here from MPLS Sound. Recorded in 2008 at Paisley Park and released on the 24th of March 2009. On the track, it is just Prince and his Lindrum machine. Uh, the track is 5 minutes 15, and joining me to talk about today is Elliot Wallace. Hello, Elliot. Hello, I am here. Uh, <laughs> uh. And... Uh, I said Paisley Park, but this could have been recorded at 77 Beverly Park Lane. People really aren't sure at this point. Uh, There's very, you know, kind of early 2008, Prince was back and forth between the two locations. So people aren't 100% sure uh, on the recording of most of the stuff kind of from around this period. Um, Yeah. uh, And for like a genre, I don't know. I guess I would say, I don't know. Because the thing is, it's like really heavy on the kind of like Lynn and keyboards mm. and that kind of like i don't know flutish sound that's on there kind of like a uh you know kind of keyboard flute sound yeah which i don't know i would i would say it's a ballad but like i find it hard with all the kind of the stuff on this album to really pin down the genres because it all just feels like 80s prince is the genre yeah and i i was definitely thinking the same i i, I would i think it was i didn't recognize it was a lynn drum machine until like a second ago but i definitely i i thought of the beautiful one uh, the beautiful ones a lot listening to this because I think there's kind of like I maybe it's a snare or maybe there's a, just a, a sound that you know sounds very much the same to the drums in that one but I definitely would go with like a a ballad maybe an R and B ballad but definitely a ballad I think what you're hearing is the hand clap sound maybe uh, yeah which was which was used in the beautiful ones I think um uh, like in place of the snare I think it was on the beautiful ones I'd have to listen to that song again mm. to. But yeah, I know the sound you're talking about, and it's very kind of specific to the Lynn. Um, and yeah, I, I like, I, I don't know, I, you know, Prince is kind of in his falsetto, and he's got the Lynn drum machine, and he's got himself a kind of keyboard, and <laughs> I don't know, he's, he's reliving his youth. And that's what he's doing on pretty much all of this album. And I like, I mean, I feel like, you know, this many tracks in, people are going to get sick of me saying this, but I just don't think that the idea really worked. Um, like a Prince tr- attempting to kind of go back to like 1982 and record stuff as though it was still 1982. It just doesn't feel like, I mean, certainly for me, like the idea just is, it's like, an, it's interesting. Mm. And I remember the build up in like 2008 where people were like, Oh, Prince has got out his Lynn again and he's going to be doing this. And, and then when it came out, I was like, I, I don't, I don't think it's worked. <laughs> like I, you know, I feel like this is an album, most of the tracks could have just gone in the vault and I think we wouldn't have lost much. Mm. Um, you know, mm. it's, I mean, the thing is, it's, it's always nice to hear Prince's kind of falsetto and, you know, the, the kind of the, the way that he's singing in this song is probably, you know, it's, it's kind of, you know, how most people would think of Prince's voice, I guess. Yeah. Um, but I just, I like, it's one of those things where it's like, I don't feel like this album really says anything different. Um, and also the kind of the subject matter that he picks is not is not really the same. Like, you know, the beautiful ones is 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 like a is, you know, Prince kind of in his early 20s and he's been scorned and he's like screaming from the top of his lungs about like this loss that he's got. You know, this this relationship that's probably only was going on for a few weeks that's now broken up. And, you know, like there's a certain kind of anguish in it. Yeah. Whereas this, it feels too kind of even keeled. <laughs> and, and it's just like. 
you know, when he says stuff like, you know, uh, I'm, I'm scared I'll cry, you know, and, and you know, uh, I, I don't know, flying above all the fears and stuff. It, like, it doesn't feel like he's elevating himself to kind of those emotions, you know, mm. this kind of like, I haven't seen any tears, not lately. It's like, I, it, it just feels very kind of like flat. And it's not like he's, you know, in a lot of the stuff from the 80s, when he when he did ballads and stuff or when he did you know songs about love, he, he really kind of put himself in those songs and, you know, really kind of pushed himself. And you felt the emotion, mm. whereas this song feels a bit more kind of like antiseptic and kind of plain and it, like it doesn't feel like there's any emotion behind it. Like I, I feel like coming from the other ballads we've listened to, the other ballads we, we've we've heard, especially for me, kind of hearing a lot of the stuff he was doing after two, I guess in the early aughts after the after 2005, this does I, I don't think of it as really going back to the 80s and maybe because listening to like crystal ball and knowing all those things or knowing all those songs were specifically written at a time and then he brought them back this doesn't really feel completely like a throwback uh to the early 80s just uh, i can definitely i could definitely have imagined this being played on uh, r&b uh, r&b radio at the at the time i think this has maybe not the strongest radio hit but it definitely could have just been played on the radio but it doesn't for me it never really felt like he's throwing back exactly to the uh the 80s i just started to notice that that clap from the lynn and that was the only thing that kind of really identified it but otherwise it definitely felt like it was of i i felt like it was of its time and that's how he was approaching balladry at that point you know, it wasn't like it wasn't it might not be as um, as intense as Call My Name, um, but it definitely yeah. felt like, you know, uh, one of the Prince ballads of the, you know, of the late uh, late aughts, early teens. Well, I mean, obviously, he's called the uh, the album MPLS Sound. Yeah. So he's he's explicitly invoking the Minneapolis sound, which was kind of coined in the early 80s. Um, so I guess like that's that's obviously where most people get the idea that he was attempting to do that. But yeah, like it, I don't know. It's to me, it just feels uneasy, like putting the Lynn drum machine under a song that, um, you know. I mean, he has the the kind of the line where he says, um, uh, you know, uh, it's different when you're grown. The wine don't taste the same when you're alone. The size of the bed now seems like the biggest I've ever known. Like that that seems like a middle-aged prince kind of kind of singing lines there mm. and it doesn't it doesn't fit with the kind of minneapolis sound aesthetic which was kind of i don't know if i was to pick a genre it was closest to i'd say it was closer to kind of punk and kind of like new romantics and it was like a kind of mix of the two like it you know if you think of kind of the, the kind of the stuff that the time were first doing and you know uh apollonia six or vanity six and you know like the, the kind of it had more of a kind of punk aesthetic and it was about youth and you know a lot of the kind of songs that prince did you know in kind of like dirty mind and controversy they're very much from the perspective of like a 20 year old kind of you know feeling a lot of things for the first time yeah whereas like that minneapolis sound aesthetic put with a song that's about someone kind of feeling old and middle-aged i don't think it really works mm. and you know that's something that he's like a lot of the songs on this album they have themes that i don't feel really mesh well with the idea of like the minneapolis sound um, you know, which kind of felt like a youthful movement. Um, and, you know, I, maybe it's just because I'm going through this track by track and I'm hearing that Lynn yeah. more than once that it's like really kind of, it's really easy to hear it and be like, oh, he, I, I understand what he's trying to do. But like on, you know, nine consecutive songs, it just it just kind of overloads it a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, even Purple Rain didn't have the Lynn on nine consecutive songs. <laughs> you know, it's like even on that album, he gave it a break on, on a couple of tracks. Um, 
but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think, you know, the, obviously Prince, you know, when it came to the Lynn, Prince was like a master of it. And so I feel like the drum programming is great, but it just doesn't feel like it fits the subject matter here, which is, you know, this, I know Prince saying, you know, how desperate I am. And, you know, I wonder if, if you, uh, if you were what keeps me alive. It's like, it's, I don't know the the song is kind of has this light touch to it, but it like the subject matter feels a lot kind of darker and more desperate and, you know, like this, this kind of like when you when you walk through the door, am I gonna give you what you're waiting for? You know, and it's, it's like I don't know this. This sounds like Prince being like kind of a little bit lost, and you know, um, I don't know, just this kind of I I just want you here. You know, I just want you near me, baby. That those kind. It's like, and this this feels like Prince kind of just at the end of a breakup and and being yeah. like, you know, kind of I don't know, middle aged and kind of kind of wistful. And I don't think that fits with like a, the kind of the the kind of peppy upbeat, you know, Lynn drum machine. Basically, I just don't feel the two work together. For me, I I was I I had a kind of cowboy aesthetic in mind. Uh, listening to this, I'm trying to find the, the lyric that kind of maybe it's during the breakdown where he he's kind of talking about what the situation is and what it might look like. But I definitely it didn't feel so much like a regular. A breakup it felt like somebody who was moving in and out of a place but really found the love or found a certain kind of connection with a woman and yeah. he was just debating on what am i going to do here with it and i'm leaving so do you want to stay with me or something else that's what i was getting out especially with yeah. like the lyrics i mean it's interesting because towards the end he references um, where he says, uh, uh, I, I haven't seen any tears, uh, not lately. No, I don't want to land. Not even maybe Donny Hathaway's song for you ain't the same yeah. uh, without you here. And uh, I think it's interesting because Donny Hathaway is like the first person who covered that song. Like, it's not his song. It, it's like it was originally done by Leon Russell and then Donny Hathaway covered it. So it's, uh, I don't know, I just find it interesting that Prince is referring to a cover version of a song rather than the original version. Yeah. Um, you know, so I don't know, it just struck me as like an interesting thing. But that song itself has been covered by a ton of people, <laughs> like um, you know, Cher, The Carpenters, Peggy Lee, Willie Nelson, Aretha Franklin, The Temptations, Donna Summer, um, Whitney Houston, Ray Charles, <laughs> Nat, like Natalie Cole, uh, Simply Red, um, Zach Wilde, which is just kind of a crazy thing, you know, uh, Neil Diamond, Amy Winehouse, uh. Uh, Elkie Brooks and uh, and even uh, Justin Vernon from Bon Iver. Um So it's just I don't know it's it's like I don't know it's weird that Prince kind of calls this song out and, and saying like it doesn't sound the same without you. But then you know since that song was covered by that one person, it's been covered by like multiple people. Yeah, it's like you know it, it's like does does this you know does the song for you really sound the same as like which ver like obviously the the Donny Hathaway version? But it's like it's been covered so many times at this point. It's like I don't know. I just thought that was an interesting thing that he kind of... It's rare that Prince ever references, you know, like other artists. Right. So when he does it, it kind of calls my attention to it. And I'm like, what is he, you know, what is he using that as a way to say? Yeah. So I guess obviously, you know, the uh, the the, uh, the Donny Hathaway version was fairly successful. Um, and interestingly enough, on the 17th of January uh, 2018, uh, it was added to the Grammy Hall of Fame. Oh. Um, so yeah, uh, and uh, Ray Charles earned a Grammy for Best Male R&B Vocal Performance in 1994 for singing that song. Um, so you know, Elton John called the song an American classic. Uh, so Prince is kind of in good company 
referencing that song like a decade before it was put into the Grammy Hall of Fame. Uh, so you know, clearly he knows his stuff. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I know. For me, uh, like I say, I'm not a fan of the aesthetic of this album. I like, I, I'm not, I'm not keen on hearing that Lindrum machine like so prominent in the mix and on every single song. It's like, um, you know, luckily there's some songs where like he has like the kind of you know wailing rock guitars over the top, so it kind of obscures it a little bit. But in this case, you know, it's the really the backbone of the song is yeah. that is that kind of Lindrum machine and. Uh, I don't know. It just for me, I don't think I can go higher than a three out of five. You know, I like I like Prince's vocals on it and everything, but it just doesn't feel like he's doing anything special. Yeah. Uh, and you know, I I just don't think it really suits the production. I think you know, if Prince had done this just like on a piano, oh. and just done it as like a slow jam, I think maybe I, I would have been sold on it. But you know, with that Lindrum machine kind of piercing my ears <laughs> on, on, on every track. I feel like people are going to be tired of me saying that. You know, I I I, I just love the Lynn drum machine. I'm not going to lie; that's one of my favorite drum machines. If anyone can rank them, nine oh nine is pretty cool, and eight oh eights are great. But the 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 Lynn just always kind of uh, sticks with me. So, uh, but I I I agree. This is a little a little bit of a throwaway, even though I can imagine listening to this a lot more, and this could be. Uh, a, a, a relatively okay radio single to put out at the time, but I don't think I can give it more yeah. than a three point five. Uh, Prince never performed it live, um, which I, it's not a surprise because I don't think he performed anything uh, other than the one you want to see, which I think was the one that was re-recorded for this album um, live. Um, you know, I, I guess he just kind of did this as like an experiment, and you know, he quickly moved on once twenty ten came out, and he he was on to new things. Um, yeah, but yeah, I guess maybe if one night he had like a Lin lying around and he was just like, I'm going to perform some tracks from MPLS Sound, that would have been interesting to see. But um, yeah, I, I'm just not a fan, and I'm sure people are going to be tired of me saying that for the next kind of few days anyway. Um, so I feel like we've talked about as much as we can about here. So uh, let's go to plugs. Is there anything you wish to plug, Elliot? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at eh. Wallace, and you can find us on Facebook at Prince Trap by Track or on Twitter at Prince Podcast. Or you can email us, not sure where you would, at Prince Trap by Track at gmail.com. Thanks as well for being my guest here, Radio. Thank you very much. It was good to be here. <laughs> <laughs> candy for you, no more candy for you.